It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies, and we've got the big news of the offseason so far. The Philadelphia Phillies and Aaron Nola have agreed to a mega deal, another contract, a seven-year deal that'll keep him in Philadelphia for basically the rest of his career. It's a huge, huge moment for Aaron Nola and for the Philadelphia Phillies as their ace or one of their aces, with Zach Wheeler still here, is back. We'll discuss everything you need to know about the contract and why I think it's an awesome deal for the Phillies in today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked on Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Thank you so much for checking us out. Really appreciate that. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that great stuff that helps us grow here on Locked on Phillies. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And this news broke yesterday. Uh, I was doing some stuff for Football Sunday with content for some NFL stuff I do, but I wanted to make sure I got on first thing this morning. Aaron Nola is re-signing with the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, let's just take a general look at how we got to where we are and how this deal got done. By the way, the details of the deal, and we're going to dive into this more coming up, it is a seven-year, $172 million contract, which I think is actually solid value for the Phillies. We'll get into that. But So the Phillies and Aaron Nola could not come to a contract extension in spring training before the 2023 season. In fact, it was reported that they were very, very far apart on the numbers they were looking at. And then Aaron Nola comes out and he struggles in the 2023 regular season early. He was giving up home runs left and right. He was very inconsistent, very up and down. He had his moments. You could tell the talent level was still there, but the consistency just wasn't. And a lot of people were saying, thank goodness, the Philadelphia Phillies did not sign Aaron Nola to an extension before this season because he looks terrible. And then as the season progressed, he settled in a little bit more and more. And as the rotation became more settled, I think it brought Aaron Nola closer back to what we've seen from him in his time here in Philadelphia. Then in the postseason, he was lights out dominant. I know he was part of that collapse being that he started game six and didn't have his cleanest start. But I mean, his numbers in the postseason speak for themselves. He's a very, very good postseason pitcher. He's never rattled. He's always seems to be very, very calm, cool, and collected. Guy never shows emotion. It's kind of the same thing as Zach Wheeler and Ranger Suarez, and it's great. The Phillies have a bunch of stone-faced killers in their starting rotation, and Aaron Nola is one of them. That helps come postseason time. So the postseason success 
made the Phillies very, very adamant that they wanted to re-sign Aaron Nola. In fact, Dave Dombrowski said after the season he wants Nola back. Aaron Nola has always said, I want to be back with Philadelphia. So the two sides just had to come to terms on a contract, and it did not. It did not, I should say. I got caught in between words there. And it didn't take long to get done. We're sitting here on November 20th, and it was actually November 19th that the deal got done. And the Phillies have already accomplished what Dave Dombrowski called the number one focus, their number one priority of this offseason, which would be to either re-sign Aaron Nola or bring in uh, another top-level starter. And looks like the Phillies opted to go with the guy they're familiar with, the guy who's been here his whole career, who signed an extension a couple of years ago, and then with the opportunity to hit free agency, decided to come back. Now, here's something that we've been hearing a lot recently with the Philadelphia Phillies. The desire of players to want to play in this city, in this environment, for this organization, with these players, for this manager, for this front office, for this owner. There's so much stuff going positive in Philadelphia that reports are on the Aaron Nola contract. He left more money on the table with at least one other team, if not multiple other teams, to come back to Philadelphia. He gave the Phillies a hometown discount on the seven-year $172 million deal because he wants to be here in Philadelphia. This is We've heard this, right? Like last year, last offseason, when Trey Turner signed, he gave the Philadelphia Phillies a discount. He came here for less money than what he could have made, if I remember correctly, with the San Diego Padres. Like This is a narrative that has been building around this Philadelphia Phillies team recently. A lot of selfless guys that love playing with each other and love playing in this city and love this fan base and this organization. And Aaron Nola clearly wanted to continue to be here. So he cut the Phillies a deal. That's already an upside, right? When you can get a player that's going to cost nearly $200 million by some people's estimations to sign for 172 over seven years, you're looking at a situation where you've opened up more cap flexibility than you rightfully should have had. Right. And we're going to talk coming up in the next segment about why the contract works. But credit to Aaron Nola for wanting to be here and putting his money where his mouth is, saying that, okay, I do want to be in Philadelphia. I'll take less to be here. And it's also great work by the Philadelphia Phillies to go out and get Aaron Nola early before the market gets too set. Right. We know Blake Snell is still out there bouncing around. He just won the NL Cy Young. Uh, We know there's some other big names that could be moving around this offseason. When it comes to pitchers, whether it's by trade or by signing, uh, we know Yoshinobu Yamamoto is still out there. We don't know what type of money he'll command. But like, if you're the first person to make the move, one of two things happens. Either you can majorly overpay uh, based on what the rest of the market is going to be set at. Or if you really trust that you're getting a great deal. Like, for example, let's say, just in a wild hypothetical, the player you're signing early at that position is giving you a hometown discount because he never wants to play in another uniform. And he wants to spend his whole career in your city. Well, then what you're doing is you are jumping the gun on the market. You're setting the market yourself, and you're saving money on what could have potentially be done. Like, let's say Blake Snell gets seven years, $200 million. Aaron Nola would have looked at that, and he would not have taken seven years, 172 even if for a Philadelphia discount, like just would not have happened if if Snell had already signed that contract. So it's great work by Dave Dombrowski, Sam Fold, and the rest of the Philadelphia Phillies front office to uh, go ahead and take care of business as soon as they possibly could. Now you open up the possibility to like chase other things, a closer, um, other back end relievers, 
some depth as far as bats off the bench are concerned, whole bunch of stuff there. So you've got your biggest goal accomplished a lot of off season ago. And now is where the fun part starts. Aaron Nola coming back has opened up so many opportunities for Dave Dombrowski and John Middleton. And let's just talk about, because I've lauded Aaron Nola already and about his wanting to be in Philadelphia. Let's talk about John Middleton. I mean, the past, however many off seasons, what five off seasons, six off seasons, Let's start with Bryce Harper. So Bryce Harper comes here. Great. Love that. Next year, Zach Wheeler signs here. Willing to spend money on that. Year after that, JT Ramuto gets an extension. He was acquired through trade. John Middleton re-signed to do a big deal. Perfect. Year after that, Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos are both signed here. $100 million deals. And after that, Trey Turner. That was this past season. This past offseason, I should say. Now Aaron Nola back. These are just consecutive years where John Middleton has gone out and he has spent hundreds of millions of dollars on these players that he think is going to that he thinks is going to bring are going to bring. Can't talk today. That he thinks are going to bring championships to the city of Philadelphia. There we go. Got it out, man. Uh, but credit to the owner. There are teams in baseball that would not come remotely close to spending this money on one player, much less doing it for six off seasons in a row multiple players in one of them in the Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos year. Like it's so awesome to be a fan of the Philadelphia Phillies when the ownership is just willing to commit money to great players. Now, does Aaron Nola come with drawbacks? Absolutely. He does 100%. He's not the perfect pitcher. He doesn't have a ring. He doesn't have a Cy Young. He's not there as far as consistency is concerned. So if you have some concerns about the contract, I get it. Like, I understand. But the point is, you didn't give anything up. I know he's making money, but this is not the NBA, right? So Sixers fans don't like Tobias Harris' contract because he's getting a max contract and he doesn't play to that level. And that restricts what the Sixers can do. This Aaron Nola contract doesn't restrict anything the Philadelphia Phillies can do. It doesn't. You've got no salary cap. That's not how the league works. So you can pay these people as much as you want. As long as you're comfortable with having Aaron Nola back as a part of this team, and you should be, that it's a great, great deal. It really is. Uh, and also, you're getting value. Like, I easily could have seen Aaron Nola push 180, 185. Now, I would have been floored if he got, like, 190 or more, but it's not incredibly out of the question, right? We were talking about back early on in the season when he refused to sign that uh, extension with the Phillies in spring training, or I guess not refused, but when they couldn't come to terms with it, the conversation was, is he a $200 million man in the 2023 post or like off season, I guess, after the 2023 season. And there was a healthy debate sports talk radio. We talked about it over on 97, five, the fanatic um, talked about it on here, talked about it on NBC sports, Philadelphia, like talked about it a lot of places back then so getting him at this deal i just i'm very happy that they got this done because while i'm not the biggest nola guy anymore i used to be a huge beat the drum for aaron nola he's amazing i can't understand why people don't like him this season kind of made my trust waver a little bit in him during the regular season but what's never changed is the quality of pitcher he is now if aaron nola is the best pitcher on your team i don't know if you can win a world series but can you win a World Series with Aaron Nola being part of the starting rotation? 100%. If you don't think you can, you don't know baseball. And if you don't think you can, you're being too critical on a guy who's been really, really good here for a long time. And it sounds like maybe my favorite part of this deal, 
is that Aaron Nola is going to be a Philly for life. I mean, seven more years on top of how long he's already pitched. Yeah, I imagine he's going to be a Philly for life unless they move the contract and this this era of Philly's baseball just like collapses, which we hope it doesn't, obviously. But it seems like the more likely scenario is Aaron Nola is going to be here for the long haul and maybe his entire career, which would set him up to have multiple Phillies all-time records on the mound, a whole bunch of stuff. He's going to go down as one of the great pitchers in franchise history. And Dave Dombrowski and John Middleton just went out there and said, hey, we know you're the quality of pitcher you are. You're not going anywhere. It's, ah, man, it's just so awesome to be a Phillies fan right now. It really is. I know the way the season ended sucked. I know the way last season ended sucked. But to be this close and to continue to spend money, it's just, I don't think sometimes we appreciate how lucky we are to be able to witness deals like this every single darn offseason. Coming up, though, I'm going to tell you why the contract works in more ways than just, oh, I'm happy Aaron Nola is back. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into the thought process behind the numbers and exactly how this fits into the Phillies' plans for the future as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. All right. Let's get into why the Aaron Nola contract works. Again, seven years, $172 million. Now, the first thing I saw when I was getting reaction and had people texting me left and right, because if anything happens with the Phillies, every person I've ever met in my life texts me. I mean, I, I get it. It's it's fine. I'm a, a Phillies guy. I, I'm very happy to talk about them. But it's just I couldn't miss Phillies news if I wanted to. Like, no, nah, it's basically I get my personal curated inside information by everybody texting me the second they hear or see anything. So I appreciate all my friends, family, uh, people who have uh, followed me professionally for uh, keeping me up to date on everything. But the number one question I got from those people who were reaching out to me once the contract came down was, man, that's a lot of years. Is that too many? Is that too long of a contract for Aaron Nola? Here's why it's not. First of all, for the value that you got at $172 million, it's very, very possible that that could be invalidated as soon as Blake Snell signs his contract. And there are other great pitchers that are going to get deals in between now and let's just call it three, four years from now. It's going to be a totally land, totally different landscape of how you pay players year to year. You remember when Bryce Harper signed his contract and it was like, what's he going to be doing in the, what 13 years and how much money is he making? That's way too much for any single player and all this stuff. And now we're sitting here like, Oh, first off, he's underpaid. Second of all, second of all, the DH exists. Third of all, he's a great player. Fourth of all, uh, he's versatile and can play first base. Like everything worked out. Now, part of that is Bryce Harper being an outstanding superstar athlete who is one of the best players in baseball. But the other part of it is the market constantly reshifts. Over the period of three or four years, you could feel totally different about the value of a contract. And it's not like all of a sudden starting pitchers are going to start making less money. The price of contracts in Major League Baseball only goes up, and the Phillies signing Aaron Nola long-term, it's going to end up looking like a bargain, especially considering the discount he gave him, going to 172 mil over seven years. I mean, as far as that's concerned, 172 over seven. The um, – the contract value annually, it's under $25 million a year annually. Like the, um, there was a conversation, like, no, nah, I thought it would have been dumb, but the, uh, a qualified offer this year was like 20 million and change, right? And that would have been a one year contract. The Phillies didn't tender one to Reese Hoskins. 
Um, they did to Aaron Nola. And I was like, Aaron Nola would be dumb to take a one-year $20 million contract, partially because you don't want to risk anything on one year. You want a long-term deal, and he's earned it. But also because I thought he was going to get significantly more than that. $4 million might be a lot to me or you, but $24.5 million yearly AAV on a seven-year deal for a megastar pitcher is not too shabby in the current landscape of baseball. Going forward, it's going to look like a steal. So I feel good about the numbers of the contract as far as how much he's getting paid and how it stacks up to his potential, his guaranteed skill level. Because while Aaron Nola does have rough days, at the end of the day, he's durable, uh, he's talented, he's going to be a solid pitcher for you. The problem is people want him to be like this shutdown ace. And sometimes he'll do that, sometimes he doesn't. But he's never a god-awful, bad, like, he doesn't go through seasons and just say, why is this guy in baseball? You can go through and say, why do we consider this guy an ace? But that's different, and hopefully that slows down. But not the point. Getting too in the weeds of evaluating Aaron Nola. We still haven't actually evaluated Aaron Nola in our 2023 player evaluation. So now that we know he's coming back, maybe the next episode would be a good time to do that. Make this an Aaron Nola-heavy stretch for lock-on Phillies. But the other reason why the contract works, besides the numbers, on the dollar amount is like when you say seven years, right? I was telling you, I got asked a bunch is seven years too much. It's not because of the value that you're going to be getting at the back end of that contract. And it's also not because you can move this contract because of that value, right? That's two part. Aaron Ola is not going to be making nearly as much when he gets to the fifth, sixth, seventh years of this contract um, compared to the rest of major league baseball. He could be drastically underpaid if he has some longevity in and continues to pitch at the level he's at right now. Now, it's hard to say that he's going to do that for five more years, but still, the Phillies would be able to move this contract. It's not an unmovable albatross of a deal. And if they wanted to trade him, uh, I believe, I don't believe, now let me check. I probably, I should check this before. Uh, as far as a no trade clause, I don't believe there is one included, but let's see. Oh, actually, yes, full no-trade clause, no opt-outs. Yeah, yeah, so he's good unless he's wants to move. But, okay, so full no-trade clause, he's here for seven years. That kind of invalidates what I'm talking about. But the point is the money is not going to be enough that it significantly hampers your team in the future. And the seven years, it's like, well, he's never hurt. He hasn't shown signs of slowing down. His velocity hasn't majorly dropped off or anything like that. He's as, I almost just said he's as consistent as it gets. Which it's just completely the opposite of how we view Aaron Nola. But the performance might be inconsistent. The availability is very, very consistent. And that's huge to have for a starting pitcher. When you look at guys on other teams that are unavailable in the postseason so often, hurt so often, injured list all the time. Nola just goes out there and takes care of business and never gets hurt and dominates and uh, moves on about his business. Some days he'll have rough days. Some days he'll have exceptional days. But Aaron Nola is a guy that was worth the length of the contract, the value of the contract, all of that stuff. And I'm very, very happy he's back. We're going to continue to evaluate Aaron Nola a little bit more, and we'll continue to talk about this contract as the offseason goes on because it is the big move in baseball so far for the 2023-24 offseason. But I just – I'm happy it is done, and I'm happy it's done on November 19th or today, November 20th. So we're all just 
clear of that argument and can focus on the other ways to build this baseball team too. Coming up, <laughs> this might be my favorite part of this whole thing because news started to come out today, a day after the Aaron Noll contract, about what the Phillies' next focus is. And what it is might surprise you. We'll discuss coming up as we wrap up Locked On Phillies. Okay, so Dave Dombrowski said top priority this offseason is going to be signing either Aaron Nola or another top-level starting pitcher. And then after that, they're going to work on filling in the gaps. This I'm just bringing up thought process-wise, but it's not an actual quote. The first part was quoting. But after that, you imagine they have to go after back-end bullpen, closer, someone to replace Craig Kimbrell, depth on the bench as far as guys that you can pinch hit or uh, – just have in general to fill in if somebody's injured that's more valuable than the guys you had this past year you didn't really have the depth past those top star starters now you shouldn't need them with the quality of lineup you have but clearly the more the better so go out and add to a team when you have a lot of spots already locked down for the long term so that was the focus right so my thought process was always okay you sign Aaron Nola you wipe the starting pitcher market out of your mind you go to work on the bullpen. Then once you get the bullpen worked out, you work on depth pieces. And that seemed to be the natural progression for me. And yet, John Middleton and Dave Dombrowski continue to make me forever glad that I'm a Philadelphia Phillies fan. I don't know if this is going to happen. I don't know how realistic it is. I don't know how close the two sides are. But per reports today from multiple sources, the Philadelphia Phillies, despite signing Aaron Nola to a long-term deal against seven years, $172 million, are still in on Yoshinobu Yamamoto. They have not hung up the starting pitcher market and said, nope, we're done. Put you away. We're not focused on starters anymore. They're still enamored with Yamamoto. They want him really bad in their services. They've done as much research really as any team in baseball has on him. And I figured that was because they thought, well, Aaron Noll is not coming back, so we got to start shifting our focus elsewhere. Now that Aaron Noll is back, it looks like <laughs> that they might have been confident Noll was coming back, knew they were getting him at a discounted number because he wants to play in Philadelphia and wants to be a part of this organization, and thought, man, how much better would it be if we just got both of these guys? You remember we had this, we had this two years ago. We had this conversation. And I need you to think back to how the Phillies handled it. The Phillies went out and they signed, I believe it was Schwarber first. Either way, Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos were the two guys that were linked to the Phillies all offseason. There were debates all over the place. Would you take Schwarber? Would you take Castellanos? Castellanos was an all-star. Schwarber might fit better into this lineup. How much better can Schwarber be at this park with his power hitting? Castellanos better defensively, but neither of them are all that good. Where do they play? Neither of them are all that good defensively, I should say. They're very good baseball players. But it, it resulted in the Phillies signing both of them within like a week, I think, of each other, maybe a couple of days. It was a very, very rapid bang, bang. Okay, we signed one. And I forget which one of them signed first. Forgive me. But let's just say for – I feel like it was Schwarber first. But they signed Schwarber, and then two days later or whatever it was, a couple of days later, it's like, now we're going to go get Castellanos too this could be similar to that. We've seen the Phillies do this in the past where they commit big money to a player at a position and then they go and add another player at that position uh, like soon after. So 
I love that the Phillies are still in on Yamamoto. I don't know how willing they are to spend a bunch of money on this guy, but at 25 years of age, I'm, you need to listen to this, okay? Open your ears real big if you're a Philadelphia Phillies fan. This could be if things play out properly for the Philadelphia Phillies. Yamamoto is 25 years old. This coming season, you're going to have a really good rotation if he signs here. Nola, Wheeler, Yamamoto, Walker, Suarez, Sanchez in the wings to be your sixth guy to maybe balance out the rotation, all that good stuff. Listen to what your rotation would be in 2025 if you get a Zach Wheeler contract extension done, which I assume the Philadelphia Phillies are going to do at some point. I'd be surprised if they let him out the door, especially considering how they're willing to spend money on a guy like Aaron Nola. But it could be. If things fall the right way, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, Andrew Painter, who was, before he had his UCL injury, the top pitching prospect in all of baseball and has been billed as like the second coming of the next great pitcher, and Ranger Suarez. Like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? That could be the Phillies rotation in two years? Not to mention, you still have back-end prime Bryce Harper, uh, back-end prime Trey Turner, uh, guys like Bryson Stott, Alec Bone be entering their prime. Uh, I mean, you'd have so much stuff going going your way. It's just, I can't, I can't even fathom how good this team would be if that ends up being the case. So keep an eye out. The Phillies are not done with starting pitching yet, even though I assume they would be. But Aaron Nola is here to stay. For the next seven years, he's going to be in a Philadelphia Phillies uniform. And, man, I'm just happy they got it done for the deal they did at the time they did. And, frankly, I'm glad a guy like Aaron Nola is back. Say what you want about him as a pitcher. The guy is an exemplary teammate, a great person to have in this city and in this organization. Clearly wants to be here, loves to be here, and is going to give us everything he's got. And that's about all you can ask for from a guy who's going to probably spend his whole career in Philadelphia Phillies pinstripes. Mission number one of the offseason, accomplished. Now it's on to step number two. And what is that step? Well, that's up to Dave Dombrowski, but it's so, so much fun bringing you guys this information here on Locked on Phillies. So thank you so much for checking us out for another episode. Really appreciate it. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Next episode, we're going to get back to player evaluations and – I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into, so I'm going to take this one over. I know I've been asking you who we should evaluate next and everything. Next episode, we're going to do Aaron Nola's evaluation for the 2023 season because I know we haven't done it yet. Um, I'm going to jump in and talk about the numbers and give some further thoughts on the contract and everything that was signed. So we'll get into that on the next episode. And uh, I will talk to you then when we return on Locked on Phillies. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.